In today's episode, I am going to share with you the power of transforming from a perfectionist to someone who is now known for burning cakes, killing plants, and serving raw shrimp, embracing imperfection, and how lovely that can be for your life, your health, and your relationships. Stay tuned. Welcome to the podcast, Empowered by Design. I'm your host, Dr. Liz, a licensed psychologist and owner of Visionistas by Design Wellness Boutique in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. This podcast is about the power of connection and a proactive approach to mental health and overall wellness. It's about finding and owning your power right now and using it for good by nurturing the connection of body, mind, heart, soul, and spirit. Empowered by Design Podcast delivers psychological concepts and practical strategies with a real-life approach. Designed to empower health and wellness, optimal performance, authentic connection with yourself and others, and purposeful, joyful living. Be well, live empowered, dream design deliver. Hello and welcome dreamers and designers and all of you imperfect people. (laughs) out there. Just like me, we're imperfect. Today's episode is a fun one. And I'm going to give you some some tips on getting out of your own way in life. Um, Coming from a recovering perfectionist myself, and the struggle is real, people. It is real. Um, But not only just imperfectionism, but Really just learning to embrace yourself, to give yourself grace in life, and to recognize that it's a journey, that I kind of have to remind myself of this, of how great it can be over and over again, because those harsh critical words come back over and over. They're there somewhere deep down, and we have to recognize them, and then move past them. And I'm going to share with you some tips and strategies on how to do that in the opening before we get to all of that. What kind of connected, I guess, is um, a few retractions. So episode 25, I celebrated my birthday. And one of the first things I noticed in the episode was that I forgot to say my name. So I think I forgot today too. I'm Dr. Liz and I am your host of this episode and all episodes of the Empowered by Design podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. I get just jump right into talking that I forget to do some of the housekeeping, like tell you who I am, just in case this is your first episode. If it is, welcome and thank you for coming. I'm so excited that you're here. And this is, I'm thinking it's going to be a fabulous episode. I can't wait to, you know, get to the end, but um, just to see how it turns out. But I also needed to tell you who I am because I forgot to do that last time. And it's funny because as I am talking about embracing imperfection, I also have to just be real with you and let you know that I still criticize myself and and have that lens of judgment. So it's a journey. (laughs) It's a journey. Um, But my retraction is that last episode... I did a birthday quiz. So Hannah created a special birthday quiz, which was amazing. So what my pause there was because I was thinking, um, you can take the quiz too. So the, the link to the quiz was in last week's show notes. And since I'm talking about it again, I am going to put the link again in the show notes for this episode. So be sure to Go back and listen. And the fun part about listening is trying to guess my answers. One of the fun parts. 
thinking about your own answers, taking the quiz yourself will be fun. And also I've learned from people that I talk to in my life since taking the quiz and since listening to the episode and them listening to the episode that I got some of my own answers wrong. (laughs) Imagine, imagine that. So today I'm going to start out with a retraction, um, a little bit of a retraction portion of this episode to go through some of the things that I actually did not know very well about myself. And um, if you didn't listen, it's funny, you know, that this is the episode where I decided, okay, it's time to talk about embracing your imperfection and giving yourself grace. So the first retraction I have is not about the quiz at all, uh, or my answer to the quiz, but about a, a side note. During the quiz, I talked about my niece knowing my favorite colors and with authority does she talk about it and I said she was seven and she's actually six so that's the first thing um wrong age on my niece but she you know she's six but she's so smart that you would think she's 27 (laughs) so um first retraction and then I was talking to friends and family and just you know I have I had a wonderful 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 birthday celebration we um in my family so my my children and my husband uh, we have a tradition of waking up the birthday person with a song happy birthday and a treat with a candle in it and um we did we have done that since our kids were little and it has continued and now they're bigger and (laughs) they like sleep a little bit more than they used to and we also like sleep a lot. And um, so one of the questions the night before my birthday was, Mom, what time are you going to get up? Because I typically wake up the earliest in my house for the most part. Um, yeah, I do. And as you know, if you've listened to some of my episodes before, and if you have, thank you for coming back. I welcomed the new people, but I didn't welcome the people who are or my regulars, who love to come back and listen. So welcome and thank you for joining again. If you've listened, you may know that I, my first thing out of, once I crawl out of bed in the morning is going straight to my meditation space because it's, it's also really comfy and soft and with pillows and blankets. And it feels like a really nice transition (laughs) from, from sleep to wake that's not like jumping into a a cold pool. Um, So that's the first thing I do. So when they, you know, my kids were like, what time can we come in? I'm banging my arms around. What time can we come in? Um, You know, I was just not sure when I'd want to get up. But anyway, I was greeted in the morning with a beautiful, beautiful little purple heart personal cake made by my daughter and she had ordered a couple of weeks ago this she loves to bake and she ordered a little cake baking kit that came with a personalized heart pan she dyed the icing majestic purple and it was amazing really really good um i i love a good cake um, not my favorite dessert, as you you know if you listened <laughs> to the birthday episode. We're going to get to that question because that was one of the ones I got wrong. Um, and it was just really fun. I had a, a really great day, spent, spent time with family, and um, just really had a lovely day. And it, it turned out to be nice, nice weather, too, in the afternoon. So the birthday was great, and... Um, so the birthday quiz, let's get to that. So I, I was talking, you know, after that with, I'll say the first conversation I had about the podcast was with my treasure friend, um, Regan. And hi, Reg. We were talking about the quiz because she's, I would say she's my super fan, my biggest fan. Um, she listens to every episode and then she tells me about them and and gives me feedback which is great because it's coming from her because she knows me as you'll see a little bit more than maybe I know myself she's 
known me forever. We've been friends forever. Our moms were friends as they were pregnant, and I'm always turning the next age first. That used to be fun when we were 10, 16, 21. <laughs> now it's like, ah, you're older. You know that joke. So I'm older. So one of the first um, things that she commented on was the um, shopping. She was surprised that I did not say my favorite activity is shopping. She also wasn't really sure if she would have picked genuine to describe me as the most um, the most prominent characteristic of how would your friends describe you but she she didn't <laughs> she didn't have an alternative I think they're all they were all pretty similar the similar kind of characteristics but she was like eh, it kind of surprised me with genuine the biggest one she thought was not right was how sweet are you so I picked very sweet and I didn't spend a lot of time on that question. So I, I spent some time on some of them going back and forth and back and forth. And even as I listen, I'm like, oh my goodness, make a, make a choice and pick one and go. <laughs> I was getting impatient with myself. Um, she said, and I agree, we, we were chatting together that maybe sweet enough would have been a better answer for me because I can be very sweet. And at times I can be not so sweet. Um, and so sweet enough, right? Because sometimes you just have to not, you have to just like check the sweetness and, and just be real, which I'm trying to do more of. And so that was also one of my daughter's comments was, um, mom, <laughs> I mean, you are sweet, but I didn't go with very sweet. I think I picked pretty sweet because sometimes you get mad. <laughs> I do. It's true. I do get mad. Um, so, so the, those two of my, my closest people, um, were checking me on very sweet. I listened to the episode in the car with my son, uh, a couple of days later and had him try to guess my answers. And he was very disappointed that I, chose the favorite dessert as um, anything chocolate. He was like, mom, that's not true. You love ice cream. You should have gone with ice cream. And I, I think kind of it's because he loves ice cream. He literally eats ice cream every night. And when I describe how I love ice cream, it's with all the toppings. Well, every single time that kid eats ice cream, he goes through almost a half a bottle of Hershey's chocolate syrup. Um, this is not a commercial for Hershey's, but it's, we love that in our house. So he thought I should have picked ice cream. And then he listened to it again with my mom, who was comically quoted by my son when I got home from work and said, you know, after a few days later, um, said, mom, Grammy said, <laughs> After the first question, well, she's 0 for 1 and I'm 1 for 1 because that is not true. The first question was, what's your favorite activity? And she said her favorite, acti her favorite activity is absolutely going shopping. And um, I, I was talking to my mom later, later after that and she was like, hm, yeah, you, you're wrong. <laughs> you were wrong. And... Um, that's my mom. And she know you know, it's your mom, so she knows you. And um she also picked honest instead of genuine. So I mean, again, they're kind of close. Um the the story about us shopping for the dog, for my dog Oliver, apparently when they were listening to the episode, my son said, um, Grammy said word for word what you said but like five seconds before, like she was guessing what you were saying as you, as you were going. Um, and she, she confirmed that later. So that, that's fun. It's fun. It's fun to think about, um, and attend to and ask for feedback from the people that you love in kind of knowing yourself. Because again, if you've listened to this podcast before, that is one of the main goals is really just 
spending some time reflecting on yourself, learning about yourself, uncovering things that, you know, we don't know what we don't know until we stop and think about it. And so I got some really good feedback. And the last thing, so back to my daughter, she in her um, 11-year-old sass was like, mom, shopping, that's your favorite favorite activity. Listening to music, that's so not true. (laughs) So as much as I thought I knew about myself, I got schooled by some of my peeps. Um, and really, you know, was given some, some info and it's fun. It's fun. Right. So, um, like I wrote some, I wrote down some notes for this episode. Sometimes I wing it, but there was like so much stuff I didn't want to forget, especially when we're talking, well, talking about perfectionism and, um, how to not be burdened by it, but it, it's a fun process to, Ask for feedback from people that you love, from people that you know love you, who may poke fun at you, who may imitate you, (laughs) who may give you some feedback that maybe you don't really want to hear it, except like, listen, right? Listen, because your actions, our actions as human beings, we're trying to do the best that we can and we are also trying to connect and love in the best way that we can trying to balance the the attention to our own needs our own desires our dreams our goals our wishes our energy and our time as well as give of ourselves in relationship to others in a way that's genuine authentic honest and and real and um, and loving. So, so that's my retraction. My little, I'm not perfect. Some people know me better than I may know myself. And it's a fun experience to do it, especially with a quiz that's meant to be fun, meant to help you just think about your life, think about your experiences, and and to see what see what comes up when you when you take some time so again the link for that quiz you can take it yourself is in the show notes here again and if you didn't listen to the birthday podcast episode be sure to do that episode 25 um when we think about perfectionism we i'm gonna say perfectionism again i'm gonna qualify it and say you know, maybe you've never identified yourself as a perfectionist (laughs) or maybe, but, but maybe you are, or maybe you're just a person who like me enjoys to be right, enjoys to do well, enjoys to mm, have success. So when I think about my own journey I recognize the importance of looking at things that are going on for me right now, which I've shared a bit about today. Looking back where I've come from and looking forward, where am I going? So I invite you to do the same, to engage in the process, which we do here at Visionistas, our dream design deliver formula encourages a pause, a reflection on where you are right now. What's going on for you in your life? Where have you been? Where are you coming from? What are the things, people, experiences that have shaped you, that have come before, that have contributed to where you are now? And also to envision where you see yourself in a desiring, dreaming, hopeful kind of way in the future. Envisioning yourself down the road. And so I I just want to be real with you that I can be pretty harsh on myself and um, critical of myself 
And I think that comes from a lot of different things, nature, nurture. I'm a firstborn, so I was a little miss know-it-all when I was little. I was also one of the only girls in my family, an extended family, so I have three younger brothers, but also in my neighborhood, which was a street full of family members, and then cousins that we were really close with growing up, um, my mom's twin sister, when we would vacation with them all the time, um, they, I had five boy cousins. So when we were together with them, I was, <laughs> I was the only girl, the only child girl that was a child, right? So definitely comes from nurture and nature together. And I was a, I, I guess I received a lot of praise for being, doing things right, getting good grades. Um, and, and I, I, Really, when I say that, when I say I, I received a lot of praise, I don't know that I remember tangibly like feeling a pressure from my parents. It was more like, it was kind of just like, yeah, you, you, good job. You're doing well. We never got money for grades. We never even got, I never even got in trouble for if I didn't get a good grade. It was just kind of like, you know, yeah, you you're smart. You should get good grades. Um, so I think it was very much there's a part of me that put puts a lot of pressure on myself to do well and to be successful. And so if you're listening to me and you can identify with this, <laughs> I hear you. It's It can be tough and it can be tough on ourselves because we're critical and we, we, the way that we speak to ourselves can be really mean and harsh sometimes. And I have to catch myself. And I've, I've, I would say that probably the biggest, in addition to, you know, going to school to be a psychologist (laughs) and really opening my eyes to learning about myself, um, becoming a parent was one of the most eye-opening experiences because when you're harsh with yourself and you have high expectations for yourself, you know, it can be great. There's a lot of positives. You can be successful and get good grades and do the, do all the things. And in a relational kind of way, there is a spillover effect. And that that is not really easy to avoid. If you are putting a lot of pressure on yourself to be perfect, to be the A++ student, to do everything correctly, it can be frustrating. It can be overwhelming. It can be scary. It can feel burdensome. It can feel like limiting. Limiting? Yeah. As in not trying new things because you're afraid of failure and not going for your dreams because they seem out of reach or what if I fall? (laughs) And that reminds me of one of my favorite quotes. What if I fall? Oh, but my darling, what if you fly? If you've heard, you may have heard me say that before by Aaron Hansen. Um, love that quote. And so I think I've always, as I look back, navigated navigated the desire to do well and to achieve with an inner urge for risk-taking and adventure because that's true too about me and and breaking the rules sometimes. I've done a little bit of that. Um, we're not going into that today. <laughs> But when I say I didn't get in trouble for bad grades, I did get in trouble for breaking the rules when I was in school. I did get in trouble for that from my parents. So, um, so it, there's there's a lot of navigating, navigating, learning about yourselves. But when we strive for perfection or strive for success in a way that feels overwhelming, it is connected to anxiety fear, panic, 
um, rigidity. So really feeling like it's one extreme or the other and not knowing how to sit in the middle, um, welcome the ambiguity, tolerate the ambiguity, the not knowing the kind of let's see where this goes. I don't know for certainty how it's going to end up, but let's enjoy the ride. (laughs) Um, in, in, in honesty and in seriousness, perfectionism can bring about some really devastating and distressing symptoms of, um, depression, anxiety, eating disorders, physical manifestation of stress, So sometimes when we put so much pressure and tension on ourselves in a behavior performance kind of way, that pressure has to go somewhere. It has to land somewhere. And if we don't know about it, we don't have the awareness or we don't recognize the toll that it takes on us emotionally, psychologically, we sometimes have to to recognize the toll that it takes on us physically. So recognizing um, back pain and digestive issues and gut, poor gut health. Um, yeah, just sleep, sleep problems and tension in a general kind of way. Body image concerns, right? So there's lots of different areas that we can focus on as human beings um, in wanting to be just so, wanting to achieve a standard, whether that is perfection or just a standard that we set for ourselves, whether it's a number on the scale or an inches on the bicep. Um, it can be really limiting, really tension and stress provoking in ourselves for health and wellness and again in those relationships that we have Ugh, and when I think about the relationships that is you know that's if when we're feeling disconnected and we're feeling lonely and we're feeling like you know why why am I not feeling more loved or why am I not enjoying more connection sometimes the perfectionism that harsh critical judgment of ourselves spills over into feeling like we are harsh and critical of others and it can also be that we are right it can also be that we are harsh and critical of others in a way that's like well you didn't do that right I guess I'll have to do it myself think about that one I know that some of you out there listening can identify with that kind of overworking yourself because you think, you believe, you have come to a place where you think that your way is the only way or the only right way. And please, I invite you to step back and to imagine the impact on the people that you love. And it's really the people that we're closest with that it takes a toll on. When I say us, remember I'm talking to myself here too because it's not just like an aha and then I'm over it. It takes work. It takes work to recognize, to become aware of where these aspects and dynamics show up in our lives personally, professionally, in family relationships, friendships, romantic partnerships and relationships as well. So those people that we love the most, um, you know, I've said before (laughs) in my work with clients, um, when we, you know, decide to get married or make a commitment to a person forever, we don't say, oh, I can't wait to just throw all of my garbage and judgment and harsh critical energy at you in life yet think about it partners are the ones that kind of bear the brunt of that stuff and it's not fair it's not fair so I'm giving you I'm giving us some context some 
understanding, some insight, inviting all of these kinds of things in order to understand it, recognize some of the discomfort that you might be feeling as you're listening to this. And if you're feeling uncomfortable, then it could be this is exactly what you need to be hearing right now because you can change it, right? So this is the idea is when we become aware of dynamics in our lives that affect us personally, that affect us relationally, professionally, wherever we go in a performance kind of way, a connection kind of way, that we have control over our behaviors. We cannot control the behaviors of others. We can't control how others respond to us. Yet we can pause, take a breath, and choose our own reaction, choose our own responses, choose our words, choose our behaviors. Yeah. Um, when I was little, I loved doing my hair. <laughs> and I got in trouble once because I was away at camp with my friend and my cousin and we were staying in the same cabin and we were probably running late because we were always running late <laughs> and we had to then run to get to wherever we were supposed to be on time. But I was doing my hair and I was frustrated because it was not turning out the way I wanted it. And I don't even know the style. I, I have a memory of it and I want to say I was pulling it back some way, like braiding, probably I was probably braiding it. And around... 11-ish, 11, 12 maybe. And I was spraying it with hairspray because that was another thing I really loved when I was little is hairspray. I still do. I still use the hairspray generously. <laughs> and I was we had a camp counselor and I was using her mirror. It was a handheld plastic backed mirror. Um, and I was using the mirror to help, you know, see my hair. And I got so frustrated that I banged the mirror down on the bed in our cabin and on the bed was the can of hairspray. Yes, can because Aquanet was big back then and cracked the mirror. Now in my body and in my soul right now as an adult woman, this sounds not that big of a deal, right? Like it's a mirror. It probably costs $3.25. However, in that moment I was a child and I broke my counselor's mirror and I felt horrible I felt so guilty and I felt terrible and I remember just like you know that's another thing that happens is when you're critical and you're frustrated and you do something like have have a temper tantrum ish type of reaction throw stuff and slam things um you know things break and then you have to clean up the mess right? You have to apologize for hurting someone's feelings or damaging someone's stuff. You have to buy them a new mirror. And back in the day, you know, I wasn't working then. <laughs> so $3 was a lot of money to me. And I knew I was going to get in trouble. I knew I couldn't, like, I knew I was going to get in trouble for my parents, which I did. And mom um, grounded me, worst punishment of my life, uh, you know, one of them, grounded me for one whole month from hairspray. Now, <laughs> I just, it was a torture. It was absolute torture. And she said, and don't even try to sneak it because I'll know. And, you know, I believed her. Um, even when I went to, to Regan's house, um, I was like, maybe I could use gel and like pretend it's like hairspray. But that was one of one of the things, and I did. I got in trouble. Um, you know, it was a whole big thing. I, I, you know, told my counselor, and she was very gracious and forgiving. Um, but it was definitely this. You know, I acted out and in a frustrated kind of way, and um, so that it's just a kind of one of those memories that sticks with me um, from 
from childhood. So looking back at some of the things that could have been connected to the harsh, you know, fresh, you know, when you're trying to be perfect or trying to strive to be just so, it can be frustrating when that doesn't work out. As an adult, (laughs) so I'm going to, I'm going to qualify and give you some background of my intro. Um, in my family of origin, so again, three brothers, mom and a dad, we have a, a love that we poke fun at each other and we, we joke around. And however, we're not very, we don't do conflict. We don't yell at each other in a like hurtful way. Maybe when we were younger, we did like we we did the kid stuff, um, but you know, poking fun looks different in different families. One of my earliest introductions into what was then my, I guess, dating relationship. Um, I don't even know if if we were like labeled as partnered then or boyfriend slash girlfriend at the time, but my current husband. We were dating, and very early into our relationship, um, <laughs> I made a cake. I made a chocolate cake that what I, I I don't bake. Okay, I bake now literally probably three cakes a year, and if that, um, one for the birthdays of my my kids and, and husband and. Even this year, I didn't even (laughs) make the cake for my daughter um, because she wanted her cousin to. So I'm not a baker. Um, I used to like to bake cookies, but that was the extent of it. But my sister-in-law is an amazing, amazing baker, chef, everything. And everything that woman makes is is amazing. She made this cake, and it was called a chocolate Hershey's cake, something like that. And I loved it so much. It was amazing that I asked for the recipe. And not only did she give me the recipe, she bought me the pan to use. And it was a pretty complicated recipe. So I was really stretching in trying to go for this cake. But not only did I volunteer to make this cake, I volunteered to bring it to a family birthday dinner when I was dating my husband. And little did I know at the time, because again, this was early on, that his family is full of people who are also amazing bakers and chefs and make great food. So I brought the cake to a birthday dinner. I think it was his grandma's dinner. It was definitely at his grandmother's house. And um, I brought the cake, didn't, I didn't sample it before. You know, there's so many things I could have done differently. But I brought the cake, we ate the cake. I knew when I ate the cake, it just wasn't as good as Amy's cake. It wasn't even close. It was not even close. It was dry. I, I probably burnt it or at least cooked it too long. But nobody said anything. Nobody gave me um, a second glance about it wasn't good. I was accepted. Everyone gave me just grace and acceptance. So I never knew anything different. I just thought, wow, these people are so nice. (laughs) I made this awful cake. It was terrible. Um, And then a few years later, I learned that nobody liked the cake. You know, now it's a joke. Now we we laugh about my burning of the cake. Um, But a few years later, we were at another birthday dinner and my sister-in-law, my husband's sister made a cake and they were just giving her honest feedback like, oh yeah, it was good, but it wasn't as good as the last time you made it or whatever. And I was kind of like, ooh, that's uncomfortable. You know, they're being so critical, yet they were being honest, right? And my brother-in-law said, that wasn't as bad as that cake you made to me. And I was pregnant at the time, so imagine the hormones and I was like very hurt by that. Um, Again, now we joke about it and it's one of my claims to fame is that I burn cakes, but it was, you know, like it was a struggle for me at the time because I was new to the family and, you know, you're trying to make the good impressions. Um, 
I also kill plants. So I love plants. I think they're beautiful. And I wish that I could be surrounded by them everywhere I go, yet I kill them everywhere I go. Minus two, two very important plants in my office. When I started my private practice, I bought two beautiful plants to put in there and they are both still living. Now, I've had to call in some reinforcements, help from my lovely family members. They've helped me nurture these plants, replant them in different pots, and they're still living. So I have two plants that I've had for now, let's say, five years. Yes, five years. That's, which is good. The other plants that have come along the way, I have managed to kill almost all of them, which is not a great feeling. It feels really, really crappy. Um, I've gotten plants as gifts. I've killed them. They've, they've look, they're beautiful and they look lovely. And I, I either underwater or overwater or put them in the wrong spot. My friend Renee, I tried to like she tried to salvage one of my plants once and she's just like, you just, it's too late. <laughs> it's gone. Um, so I do kill plants. And the, the funny thing is, um, most recently that this came up was we were at my husband's Grimm's again, um, over one of the recent holidays. She has tons of plants. So she's also great at planting and, and tending to the, the plants and flowers. Um, Someone else was admiring one of the plants and said, can I snip a piece of that off and, and try it, you know, try to grow it myself? And, and Graham said, yes. And I heard this because I was also admiring the plant. And I said, oh, can I snip? Can I also snip a piece off? And she says, no, you'll kill it. And she was right. I would kill it. So I laughed because, you know, she was being honest with me. And it actually why I'm telling you this story is because it didn't hurt my feelings. It actually is refreshing to be in a place where people can be honest with you and just tell you things that are true and to accept that you can't be good at everything. You can be good at a, you know, be good at some really good things, right? I know what my strengths are. I also know my weaknesses, cakes, plants, um, and sometimes I, you know, serve raw shrimp. So one more, one more story for you is I love to bring <laughs> cocktail shrimp and crab that you dip into a cocktail sauce. It's one of my, one of my things that I bring to family gatherings because usually there's not much prep in that. You can't really screw it up <laughs> or so I thought. So one of my, one of my holidays, I brought a tray of crab, like imitation crab, you know, pop it out of the, out of the container. And what I thought was shrimp that was ready to be eaten with cocktail sauce, yet I neglected to see the bag that said raw, and so I served a tray of raw shrimp. Luckily, luckily, only one person, maybe two, ate the raw shrimp before, we, before they caught it and politely brought it to my attention, and no, no harm was done. Everybody survived, and we... Um, we together cooked the shrimp <laughs> and uh, made it edible, made it edible. So, ooh, it's kind of weird to go back and like think about, I thought when I was introducing this episode, I'm like, oh, this will be funny. <laughs> and it is, it is. And it's, it's also a little bit like, here I am showing my imperfections, which technically is embarrassing, right? So one of the reasons that we feel frustrated and fear making mistakes and strive for perfection is because we don't want to be embarrassed. We don't want other people to judge us, to criticize us, because we already do it enough ourselves, right? We already do it enough ourselves. 
And so recognizing that when you're talking about things or acknowledging, acknowledging your imperfections, it can be really, um, there can be an emotional reaction. I would invite you to check for your own as you're listening to my story and maybe thinking about some of your own silly experiences that have led to some laughs and maybe a little bit of blushing and oh my god how could I have served for all shrimp I'm so sorry is everybody okay um and feeling like okay add that <laughs> add that to my list but really 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 it can be helpful to to do this reflecting to notice what comes up when you attend to, think about, reflect on some of the things that you're just maybe just not good at. And that's okay. And it's okay. It's okay because there's plenty of people in the world who are good at the things that maybe aren't your strengths. And there are plenty of people who wish they could do some of the things that you could do. Right? So it's helpful to recognize some of the the things that you do well and I, I I feel like okay I should probably do that to set the example and say what am I good at um well <laughs> I'm a really good listener that I'm really good at and I really love one of the things I really love to do and I probably because I'm good at it is to help people you know uncover things that they might not have seen and shine a light on things that are a little bit different and especially in the spirit of love connection relationship I love love you know that you've heard me say that all the time and I really do I really like to and feel like it is one of my strengths it is. It's one of my strengths in a relational kind of way is to to see dynamics and to help other people see some dynamics that might not be, you know, apparent at first glance. So, how what do we do? What do we do now moving forward to embrace the imperfection to get rid of that burden like oh I can shake sh- shake my shoulders and feel the tension in in my body when thinking about how how burdensome it can be to try 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 to be perfect or just try 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 to not make mistakes or to present yourself ourselves in a certain way and to be honest it's one of the reasons I'm I'm, I have been working so hard to just be myself and to recognize that, that that is exactly who I'm meant to be, myself. Just be myself. And so just be yourself. Um, I do intentionally see the imperfections that happen in my life and embrace them. So one of the things that I love to do because it is it, it requires all almost all of my attention if I want to do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I noticed that was coming out of my mouth before I came out. So I love to paint my own nails. I do it. Do I love to do it? I, yeah, I do. I actually do love to do paint my own nails. Do I love going to to get a mani-pedi? Absolutely love it so much. Um, But I also love painting my own nails because you can do that all the time and switch up the color. And I also think for me, it's something that is an activity in mindfulness. I must be paying attention to my nails as I'm painting them. So I can be listening to music. I can be in a room with the television on, yet it's, I'm not really watching a show as I'm painting my nails because I'm really doing the act of painting my nails. I don't like filing my nails, but I like painting them. Um, and what happens every single time, 
that I paint my nails is that I get a chip in, in them. I, even if I sit still and try to sit for as long as I can and let them dry, I'm also not very patient. So I'd never sit long enough or I do something like grab for something and oh, there's, there's my little imperfection. And now I've come to, you know, just expect it. I'm expecting that one, at least one nail will get a little glitch in it. And that's fine. It is okay. Because who really cares, right? Who really cares? I think maybe I used to think and believe that people would be looking at me with a with like this lens of examining or looking for the cracks, looking for the imperfections. And so we try to hide them so nobody can see them um, and like blindside us or embarrass us with them. And... And it still can be painful when people point things out, especially if it's done in a malicious way, which is is another podcast episode of surround yourself with people who love you (laughs) as much as you can. Nurture and cultivate relationships that are loving and respectful and gracious, which I'm very, very grateful for in my family, family of origin and my family by marriage, because they are relationships that take time, right? You you heard me give some really concrete examples of how I had to be gracious with my imperfections and and recognize that love is not perfect, right? Love is not perfect. Whew. That's a good little, yeah, a good little recognition in this context is love is not perfect. And so when we, when we start to recognize where are those places that I can give myself grace, that I can notice my striving and give myself a break, start to notice the effects on yourself personally, in your body, in your mind, in your soul, in your spirit, in your heart. We focus on things and over-focus on things in a striving kind of way that sometimes leaves us feeling out of balance. And when we can attend to that and notice it, we can work towards the balance, right? So when you're not in in a an accepting or gracious place with your body call in your spirit call in your your soul call in some connection and support and love that will help you feel more balanced i have this sign in my office that says perfect is boring um <laughs> I I bought it because it just resonated with me. Whether it's boring or not, you know, maybe. Um, But sometimes it's also like scratching an itch that needs to be scratched. So what I would also say is there is a time and a place that we need precision and we need excellence and perfection can be really, really important, right? So, um, you know, If you are on the SWAT team and you are a sniper, you know, you need precision and you need to be perfect on that. Yet, let's be honest, people, we're not all in those kinds of places. Um, We're not all doing brain surgery every day or threading that needle every day in our lives. And so, but when we are, Think of how much more energy you have to do those things well when you give yourself grace in the other areas that don't really matter, right? So if you have a bad hair day or you mess up your nails or you just, you realize you just didn't show up the way you wanted to for your relationship or your family or your friendships and you can say, take responsibility for it and say, I'm sorry, I'm going to do better next time. Hmm. 
And if you really love to be perfect, um, find the areas where it matters, right? If you're balancing your checkbook (laughs) and reconciling your accounts, it can be great to be very detail-oriented and perfect. And then recognize where it's not necessary and sometimes it's counterintuitive. It's about balance, right? It's about balance. And I think that's it. I think that's all I have. I'm looking, oh, there's this whole page I didn't get to, but I feel like, you know, I've talked long enough on this. Um, And you know what, actually, now that I'm looking at this page, I have said these things throughout this talk. Um, One thing that I've noticed that has helped me over the years um, when, when I'm thinking about, you know, getting that burden off, shaking off that burden of of striving and needing to be precise and perfect um, is to recognize that our experiences, even if they feel like failures or mistakes, are really an opportunity to grow and to learn. And for me, that has been so, so helpful in my life in looking for that, looking for the opportunity for growth and recognizing it and calling in those other aspects of experience. So whether it's figuring something out with your mind or just giving your mind a rest and saying, you know what, if I just give myself some time, space, energy, what might come up for me in a spirit kind of way? What might, what might my soul need or be telling me or be encouraging me to do an intuitive way yeah so circling back again I invite you to take the birthday quiz take that birthday quiz learn a little bit about yourself and this was fun for me an opportunity to to reflect on my own (laughs) my own quiz my own uh level of awareness and to embrace that which I thought I knew but maybe didn't know as well as I thought I knew and also to recognize that it can be fun and it helped me connect with my people in a different way Um, and we just had fun talking about the quiz and guessing each other's answers and and it's fun to be known it's fun and lovely to be known, to be seen, to be accepted for you in your, all of your loveliness, your imperfection, your perfection, your excellence, your grace. And I am so happy that you are here with me today in this episode. So thank you for listening. I really would love to hear from you. Um, so feedback, right, is really great. And I get that. I get it from the people around me that I see. I would love to hear from you. So I would love to invite you and ask you to write a review. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you want more of. Give me some feedback so that I can keep bringing episodes that are meaningful for you. So I invite you to do that. Send this episode to someone that you love and who may really need this message, right? Who just might need some, a little bit of a push to give themselves some grace and compassion and a little break from, from the grind and the burden. If I want to say anything about what you can be looking for, it is that we just had our very first ever virtual book club meeting and it was so much fun we talked about our first book in the summer of sam book club series and it is not too late for you to join because we are going to be talking about book number two in august so you have a whole month to start reading, well, a little bit less than a month, actually, to start reading the next book. Um, Take it with you on vacation. Listen to it on your favorite 
kind of audio book platforms and check it out at visionistasbydesign.com slash events. We would love, love, love to have you. It's free and it's fun. And yes, we would love for you to join us this summer in our book club. And that is it. That is a wrap for today. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining me. And I can't wait to connect with you again, dreamers, designers, at the next episode. Thank you for connecting on this episode of the podcast, Empowered by Design. For further connection, subscribe to my email list at drliz.com to be sure that you are in the loop for exciting news, events, and resources. You can also follow me on social media at Dr. Liz and at Visionistas by Design. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and send this episode to one of your people in order to share the love, spread the power. This podcast is designed to inspire, educate, and empower you to pursue your dreams with intentional vision. This podcast is not meant to be a substitute for psychological treatment or a working relationship with a licensed mental health professional. For more information on connecting with mental health resources in your area, visit drliz.com and click on resources. Thank you again for connecting. And remember, trust the heart, work your vision, dream, design, deliver.